Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Well, welcome to everyone who's joining us today, the C3 Church. Wherever you're engaging from, you are most welcome. We know there's some of you from the prisons. We have people from Canada, the United States. We have people joining us from India, Pakistan. You are most welcome. We're in the middle of a series which is called Everyday Wisdom, looking at the book of Proverbs. And today we're looking at the subject of honour, which is a neglected subject in our world today. Also, here in the UK today, it's Father's Day. So I thought it was a good opportunity for us to look at the subject of honour, particularly relating to parenting or to fatherhood. Now, we do understand this before we go on. For some of you today, Father's Day is not an easy day. This may be the day where you remember your dad, but he's no longer here. You've lost him. It may be for some of you the first Father's Day where your dad hasn't been around, and this is very painful. And we understand that, and our hearts go out to you. For others of you as well, your father was far from what a father should have been. And he may still be around, but it's painful. Your relationship with him might be painful. We understand that too. But what we believe is that no matter whether your father's still on earth or whether he was a good father or not, we can still honour our father. And that's what we're going to look at today, of how we can do that. So it's applicable to every single one of us. This is what the word honour means. This is the definition of the word honour. It means to esteem to the highest level. Or another way of saying it is to add weight to. It originally came from the weighing of coins. So the, the heavier a coin was or the more weight it had, the greater its value. So it had to do with value. The heavier it was, the more value it had. So when you honour someone or something, you're putting weight on them, you're valuing them, you're highly esteeming them. It affects your motivation, it affects what you think about them, it affects how you act towards them. And Proverbs, which is the book we're looking at, is packed full of wisdom Everyday wisdom, everyday life, what should we do? And it's full of wisdom concerning honour and honouring our parents. In fact, much of Proverbs is written about a father speaking to his son. And this is what it says right at the start of Proverbs. Proverbs 1, verse 8 and 9. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. In other words, if you give honour, so you'll receive honour. This is also about sowing and reaping. If you want to have honour in your life, make sure you sow honour because it will come back to you, even like a garland around your neck. And so we we teach very clearly we should honour our father and mother. In fact, in in the Ten Commandments, which we assume you've all heard of, one of them is about this specifically. Listen to this. This is Exodus um, chapter 20. Honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is living you, giving you. There is a promise of long life that's associated with honouring your parents. The Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, said the same in the context 
of family. This is what he says in Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first command with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So there's a promise of long life attached to honouring our parents. And this, um, this, this promise and this, this command is not limited to just while you're up to the age of 16 or 18. It's not limited to while they are still alive. It's a, it's a, a command and a promise to us that we are to honour our parents as long as we live. So we just want to look at two things today. It's why honour and how to honour. Very practically, which of course Proverbs is. Why honour and how to honour. And I'm indebted to Rick Warren for some of his teaching on this, who says it's superbly and has been a big help. Number one, this. Why honour? Because there are no such things as perfect parents. Breathe a sigh of relief. Every parent that's listening, we're not starting with perfection. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. Now, if you think otherwise, please get in touch. We'd love you to come and take some sessions for us here of how you became a perfect parent. No such thing. The Earl of Rochester said this. This is back in the 17th century, but still applicable. He wrote, before I got married... I had six theories about bringing up children. Now, I have six children and no theories. Every child is unique and needs to be dealt with in a unique way. There are guidelines, but we all make mistakes. Two mothers were talking together and one said to the other one, my daughter never talks to me or tells me what she's doing or up to and I'm a nervous wreck. And the other mother said, my daughter tells me everything she's up to and everywhere she is, and I am a nervous wreck. There is no one way of doing things. We can't ignore the failures of our parents. We know they are human. But what we should still do is honour the position of parenthood. And that's what it's teaching us in Exodus and Proverbs, honour the position of parenthood. Honour your father. It's not related to what they do. You may lose respect for them because that's related to what they do, but that doesn't stop you from honouring for who they are as parents. Second reason is this. Because respect for authority starts at home. Now, don't think of authority as something that's controlling and negative. Authority is good for us. Laws are good for us to protect us and keep us safe. Laws are good for us so as that we help uh, help us to treat one another with dignity and respect. So authority isn't a bad thing. Authority comes from God. It's a good thing. And the place that God has established authority, first and foremost, in the order of our lives, is in our fathers and mothers. I honestly believe that today... There are some issues in our world that have to do with antisocial behaviour and crime and such like because of a disrespect for authority. If children rise up against their parents, it's a sad thing. Listen to these proverbs, three proverbs that tell us this. Whoever robs their father and drives out their mother 
is a child who brings shame and disgrace. It's disgraceful. He who gathers crops, this is Proverbs 10 verse 15. The first one was Proverbs 19, 26. Proverbs 10 verse 5 rather says this. He who gathers crops in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Then one last one, Proverbs 30, 17. The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be, this is awful, pecked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. This is just trying to tell you how awful it is to mock or scorn your parents. Don't do that. Honour them. And let's just be clear on this. Let's remember this. 20% of all British, I don't know for other countries, but 20% of all British families are lone parents. I don't know what that's like. Many of us don't know what that's like. But I do know this. All the lone parents that I know are doing an absolutely fantastic job. We honour you today for the work that you do. It's hard work with two involved. Never mind when there's just one in the family. But every parent and every shape or form of parenting needs to be honoured. Oh, and by the way, Jesus may know more about lone parenting than you think. His father, Joseph, his earthly father, as we say, isn't mentioned again in the Bible after Jesus is 12. He's not mentioned at the cross or any time in between. So it's presumed that Joseph died not long into Jesus' life. Maybe he was just in his teenage years. As the eldest son, Jesus had a lot of responsibility on the home to look after the rest of the family. So maybe Jesus understands better than you know what lone parenting can be like. But it's honestly true to say that how you relate to your parents will affect every other relationship that you have in life. Some marriages today that are struggling are struggling because you're responding to your spouse in a way that you learned when you were at home with your parents. And it maybe wasn't the sweetest of homes. You maybe had to hide on some occasions. It maybe was something that you didn't, some things that went on you didn't like. And now you're still reacting in that way. Well, authority begins in the home. So it's important we get it right. So not only the why, but what about the how? Here's some practical ways we can honour our parents at all stages of our life. Number one, this. Children should obey their parents. This is what it says in Colossians 3.20. Children obey your parents in everything, for it pleases the Lord. You know, even as your parents get older, if there are ways that you can please them by doing what they like and want and request, that's a way to honour them. We know that you get to an age in life where you don't have to do everything they say. That's true. And even if they say things previous to that or at a later stage in life that is against God, we shouldn't obey. There is a higher authority than our parents. But whatever we can, if it's godly, if it's righteous, any stage of life, particularly though when you're young, obey your parents. Second thing to do is this. Accept and appreciate them. I'm sure all parents with children old enough will have had a stage with their children's life where they've said, the children have said to them, oh, we wish you were like 
and then they'll name some other parents. We wish you gave us the pocket money that they gave us. We wish you let us stay up till this time at night like the other parents allow us to. We've all had that. We've all come to that point of realisation that our parents aren't perfect, but that should not stop us accepting and appreciating them. Accept them even in their weaknesses. Realise this, God used them to bring you into the world. This is what it says in Proverbs 23, 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Listen to them. One way we can appreciate and accept them is by realising they gave us life, they brought us into the world, and then listen to them. You might disagree, but it's still possible to disagree without being disagreeable. Acceptance, of course, means this. We will forgive them. As I was preparing this, I really felt for some of you that you need to forgive your parents because the fact that you don't forgive them may not be harming them, but it is harming you and your relationship with them. Sometimes you bring them out of that cage of unforgiveness that's in your heart and then you beat them up a bit verbally by saying some negative about them. Then you put them back in and hold it deep inside you. But it's still, it's not doing you any good. It's not honouring them. We need to forgive our parents. Families must be built on forgiveness. Listen to this, Proverbs 20, 20. If you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in the dark. Appreciate them. Appreciate the effort that they put in. Parenting is a difficult and time-demanding job. It's draining. Appreciate the effort that they put in. Appreciate their sacrifice. When I was growing up, I never appreciated the sacrifice that my parents went through to send me to piano lessons. I would moan and groan about my rehearsal times, my practice times. I used all the excuses I could of a wall that was in the way and didn't allow my right hand to go, of my homework. And then I'd get to my piano lesson. The teacher I had was a lady called Mrs. Griffith, a Welsh lady. And then at the end, she'd either say, this was a frequent comment, Stephen hasn't practiced enough this week. But I'd still see my mum, despite my lack of practice, handing over the cash. It was always done in cash in those days. I can't remember what it was. It was probably about two pounds, which I don't know what that would equate to today because I'm so old, it's probably hundreds of pounds. But she'd give every week. I now realise that was a sacrifice. I only got to grade five. I wish I'd have gone further. But it has helped me in life. It's a skill that I still haven't used, so it's a good thing. But I never realised the sacrifice my parents went to in order to help me. I had a hobby, fishing. They used to take me all over Merseyside to go to ponds and rivers and lakes. They'd sit in the car sometimes while I'd fish. I remember going one time, we did, I'd forgotten the bait and they gave me their sandwiches that they'd taken to be able to use for bread while I fished. And they went without lunch. Parents experience all kinds of sacrifices in order to help their children appreciate it. Parenting is expensive. This was a survey done by Liverpool Victoria Friendly Society and they found out that a child typically, typically costs a parent 
£140,000 to raise. The details go like this. The cost of raising a child translates into an average of £6,686 for each year up to the age of 21. That's £129 a week or £18 a day, more than any other European country. It's costly. It's costly to raise children. Appreciate them. Someone once said, a father is somebody who now carries photographs where he once carried money. It's expensive. Proverbs 23, 22 says this, when your mother grows old, don't neglect her. Appreciate and thank them. What about maybe when you're a little older as an adult? How can we honour our parents? I'd like to suggest this, by affirming and supporting them. For many parents, as they get older, they lose the relationships they once had. They may not be in work any longer where they got some of their esteem from, where they got uh, the affirmation from. Now they don't have that, and so the relationships aren't the same. As children, adult children, we can affirm them. We can affirm them by listening to them. When my mum was alive, and for most of the time when she was able to do this, I would ring her every single night, not for long. I tried to do it from wherever I was in the world. Sometimes that wasn't possible. But I remember ringing my mum and dad when my dad was alive too, when I first time I'd gone to Croatia, and I was in the middle of nowhere, but I had phone signal. And I just remember ringing them on my first time I'd rung them from abroad on my mobile, just to say, hey, I'm in the middle of Croatia. The stars are bright. The countryside is beautiful. I love you. Bye-bye. It wasn't that long, but it just told them a little bit where I was, what my day was. Just take a moment. Again, while I was preparing this, I feel for some of you, you just need to make more regular contact. It doesn't have to be for hours. It could be moments. Up until the last few months before my mum died, if my wife and I, Angie, went on holiday or away for somewhere, we always wanted to send a postcard to tell them what we were doing. Why? So my mum, what we were doing, just to value her and affirm her where we are. What can you do? A letter, an email, if they use that. Some way to keep the communication going. Proverbs 3.27 says this. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. And I say this, send flowers now not just on the day of the funeral. While it's in your power to act, do it. 1 Timothy 5 verse 8 says this, anyone who won't care for his own relatives when they need help, especially his own family, has no right to say he's a Christian. Such a person, Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy, is worse than the heathen. That's pretty strong. It's a shameful tragedy that we push the care of parents as they get older to simply the state. Now, you may not be able to be there every day with them. You may have to be able to pay for a, a nursing home for them or something in that way, or care that comes in regularly, or friends that you know that are nearby. There's a million of different ways to do it. But we need to make sure we're caring for them and not push that responsibility onto someone else. That affirms and honours them. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he's dying for the sins of the world. There's only a small crowd that has gathered. 
And one of the people there is his mother. And as he's dying, he looks to John, John the beloved, who John wrote about himself, the one that Jesus loved. There was a special relationship there. And he looked at John and he looked at his mother and he said to, his, uh, to John, John, take care of your mother. Mother, your son. Even in his dying breath, Jesus was concerned for the future of his mother. So should we for our parents throughout all of life. Of course, Jesus, as he died on that cross, was honouring you and me. If honouring is giving value and worth to someone, what greater worth could he give to us than to show us how much he loved us by dying on that cross? We are honoured because Jesus gave his life for us, which is why we should respond and honour him with our lives and obey all that he teaches us in regard to honour. Let me pray for you as I finish. Father, we thank you for the richness of your word. We thank you that you haven't left us to fumble in the dark, but you've taught us how we can honour. And we honour our parents this day. And on Father's Day, we want to honour our fathers. Help us to live lives of obedience as we fulfil this, your word, and live a long and healthy life for the promise that goes with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you. Thank you.